Hi, it's Will from Wapin7. Before you get your ears into this week's episode, a quick message for you. Steve and I have just set up a wonderful, fresh new Patreon. So get yourself over there and please do support the show. We would appreciate it so much. It's patreon.com forward slash Wapin7. Enjoy the show. There must be a dog in the book somewhere. You'd have thought so. There's 500 characters, for God's sake. Surely some of them are animals. That's how you flesh it out, isn't it? Surely. <laughs> You're at 490. You're like, oh, just stick in a couple of chickens, mate. My name's Will. And my name's Steve. You haven't got time to read War and Peace. Even if it is one of the greatest novels of all time. 587,000 words. 612 grams. That's the weight of the book. 500 characters, 361 chapters, 3 volumes, 2 epilogues, and a collection of maps. We're going to summarise all of it for you. This is War and Peace in just 7 years. (laughs) (laughs) Alright mate, Uh, what happened happened last time? Good question. Um, So last time it was in episode 4 which is an mm-hmm. even episode, which means I was reading to you. Correct. I think we were surprised to learn we were still at the party. Pumping. Yeah, it was pumping because there'd just been the great story. And then the old lady had tried to get her son possibly a job, possibly out of prison, not entirely sure. Ah, Boris. Yeah. Give Boris a job. And that was really it. They were just having a- another chat whilst a bigger chat was going on, all housed in a big party. I remember enjoying it. What do you think is going to happen today, Steve? Or what would you like to happen today? I feel like I say this every week, but I, I would love to see some of the world outside of this party. Where it ended last time, I'm not that confident that we will be leaving the party uh, with the first few words that you you speak in the summary. It doesn't feel like the party has ended, does it? No, I mean, it feels like it's it's winding down, but I think there's still some bits and bobs to happen at the party. Some people have left. Some In your in your chapter, some chap left at the end. He'd had enough. You know, the, the booze is running dry. I'd just quite like to see maybe a tree or go for a walk in the garden. Yeah, exactly. I'd like someone to maybe um, fall in a hole. That would be funny. Bit of classic peril. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> a little I, bit of slapstick. The stupid guy could fall in a, in a, in a river. As I prophesized. I'll be honest, mate. Don't think that's going to happen, is it? Well, keep your, keep your chin up, mate. You don't know what's going to happen. We don't know enough, frankly, about Tolstoy, all this book, really, to say... <laughs> we don't know a lot. <laughs> to say where this is going to go. No. He really, as far as I know, could be famed for the, fi- the incredible fifth chapter where you think you're at a party and then suddenly the whole building falls into a river. No one saw this coming. And all the, the fish can talk. Hang on a sec, guys. I'm pretty sure the moon just exploded. Is that a giraffe <laughs> over yonder fence? All Maybe right, they'll mate. be at the zoo. Oh, hello. Talked over you there. <laughs> Sorry blah, blah, about blah, that. Blah, blah. <laughs> Maybe they'll be at the zoo. Maybe they'll be at the zoo. Chapter six through nine hundred. <laughs> zoo based. Oh my god, my phone's ringing. It's on fucking. How? How? I put it on loud, not silent. You amateur. Should I take it? No. I've I've answered it. Why? Hiya. Oh, um, could you chuck down the new electrical pig because the old one is really... Unbelievable. I can't. I'm just doing this podcast at the moment. Oh, right. (laughs) Sorry. It's probably in my toolbox. Toolbox. Are you annoyed with me as a result? I am. Yes, I'm annoyed at you. (laughs) I'm annoyed at you. 
Oh, you want me to throw it off the balcony? I think Will would be too annoyed with me. No, go on, Steve. Do it. I'm already annoyed at you. Will's, Will's annoyed anyway. He doesn't mind. I'm going to try and do it. But if it takes longer than two minutes, I'm just going to give up. I'm going to start reading. That's all right. He says that's all right. Bye. We've lost all standards in this anyway. <laughs> Sorry about this, mate. I, there's a, I have to just go and look for some electrical tape. And cool. Shall I, shall I do that thing where we read this book for ages? Shall yeah, I read yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, read all it? Right. yeah. Keep it up, yeah. All right, Keep mate. up the good work. Yeah. I'll be right back then. Yeah, good stuff. Book one, chapter five. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Rude as well. Rude, rude little slug, isn't he? I'm sure you all agree. God, I'd like a cup of water. There he is, crashing, crashing in. I'm having a read. You're reading? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. How long have you been reading for? Uh, oh, I did a little diatribe about how much I hate you for a bit, and then I've uh, been reading for about a minute. Okay. I'm surprised you didn't uh, rant and rave for a bit longer, knowing you. Oh, and believe me, they are reaping the reward of their betrayal. Okay, I like that. Yeah, sounds like what you do. Russian news. Ooh, Anna's described here as the little princess. Okay, how small do you think she might be? God, imagine if we get to the end, turns out she's like two inches tall. Well, we've seen her potentially on the front cover of the book. Do you think that might be to scale? You never know, do you? We can't be sure. Ah, I like this description of Bonaparte. Does not listen to others, but follows the current of his own thoughts. He just goes with it. God, he's relaxed. These days he'd probably have a mindfulness YouTube channel. Just go with your own thoughts, buddies. Relax. Lovely to see you all here. I'm Bonaparte. I'm not that <laughs> tall, but it doesn't matter. I killed my mistress. Relax. She did, he didn't do that, did he? He killed... No. You got it wrong again, <laughs> basically. <laughs> he, killed his, he killed his mistress's other lover. Because he's sure. so relaxed. Would you say you have greatness of soul? Yeah, I would say that. God, this soul of mine is great. Oh, my phone's ringing again. Oh, mate. Did I take it? No. I've answered it. Hi there. Have you been in an accident recently? Sorry, I am actually recording the podcast right now, and this is not. I'm not going to lower down a, a pannier rack in a bucket to you when you've got keys and you can just come upstairs and get it yourself. Sorry. If only this were. If pushed, only this were being filmed. Pushed your luck too far there. <laughs> okay, right, sure I am. Oh. How do you expect him to answer you all at once? God, it's heating up in this chapter, mate. God, they're really they're the real. Fricants, frissants going on at this party, isn't there? Having a bloody Barney. They've been at the party too long, really. They're a bit tired. Maybe Mm, overtired. Mm. Your mum ever used to say that to you when you when you couldn't sleep? You were overtired. I I know. Yeah, I know that feeling. It doesn't make any sense, does it? No, it does. I think it does actually. Bullshit, isn't it? Well, that sounds sounds like you're a bit overtired (laughs) to me. (laughs) I think Will. I think. Uh, Use that sort of language. I think. Okay, sorry. I am overtired. Oh, this is a bit of good news. On, Go on. on this day in 1785, John James Audubon, an American ornithologist who became well known for his drawings and paintings of North American birds, was born. Amazing. And if I want, and I will do this while you're still reading, I'm going to press yeah. the button that says, test your knowledge of birds. Do, do test it. I press the button. All right, mate. 
I've done. Oh, sorry, I'm just doing a quiz. I finished reading. I finished reading, Steve. I'm still doing this quiz, actually. Sod your bloody bird quiz. Which is the smallest living bird? The pea bird. <laughs> Wrong. It's the bee hummingbird. Idiot. Uh, I've read chapter five. Uh, go on, mate. Just ask the question about chapter five that you know you want to ask. Are we still at the party? Yes, of oh, course we are. Of course we are. You know it wasn't finished. You know it. You know that party wasn't over. I know, I, and you know what? I'm not disappointed. I'm, I'm actually excited to see what else could happen at this this party. The party's over, but a couple of people haven't gone, and they're just talking a bit of shit to each other. You get me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sh- shooting some breeze. No one's overtired, but they are just maybe tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And with any party, the thing that you would always be concerned about is when people start chatting politics. Uh-huh. Yeah. Remember, Anna was trying to police that earlier on, right? She wanted people just to have a good time, keep it light, keep it friendly, keep it fun. Keep it light, keep it fresh, keep it quick, keep them dancing, keep them eating. Volivant, volivant, volivant. I think she's just given up. Don't think she cares now. It's because it's her, Prince Andrew, Pierre, Hippolyte and the Vicomte, and they're all just having a big political fight with each other a oh. chat off uh, that sounds like the sort of conversation i would immediately walk away from it sounds yeah rubbish 100 percent. you're just walking through me like oh no mate Tsst, open a new beer and just leave yeah awful Tsst. just leave Tsst. i'm off <laughs> why are you open a couple more Tsst. why are you opening so many steve Tsst. we're having a end of the party political discussion the vicomp's there you've described him before he's a bit smarmy kind of know it all yeah quite pompous he's important he's very smart he's doctor know-it-all yeah and he dresses to the nines yeah he's got a very high ruffle i believe was that him was that pierre i can't remember but whoever had that incredible ruffle was was quite the man so they're having a chat. What they're talking about Bonaparte. Basically, the Vicomte and Anna's very much on the Vicomte side. Like this is just the end. This is awful for good French society. Okay. Get your quote book out. Your wap wappy wap book quote book out. Got it. I've got it out. Get it out of its silken case. I hope this will prove the last drop that will make the glass run over. Wow. That's Anna chatting about Bonaparte, being like. He's going to F everything up. He's crazy. He's a madman. She hopes it though. She wants to see the world burn. Yeah, she thinks, hate you. You get what you deserve. Um, And the Vicomte very much agrees. He does lots of sarcastic smiling. Really is a bit of a douchebag, isn't he? Maybe he'll get his comeuppance later. What's fascinating, mate, and this is going to happen loads throughout uh, the seven years. We've obviously massively misunderstood something from a couple of chapters ago. Okay. Um, (laughs) So the great story... I think that was actually a joke. What makes you think that? Bonaparte having Duke de Enheim killed, yeah. executed, is actually a very, very, very big deal. It was more of a political thing than because he watched him have a faint. Oh, okay. So it was like insult to injury. He had him killed for political reasons, but also, you know, isn't it funny that he was he saw Bonaparte faint? I don't, I, I've got to be honest with you, I don't get the joke. Yeah, his whole vibe throughout this is, how can you say Bonaparte's great when he's literally built this empire by executing someone? Arguing the contrary to this is Pierre. He thinks this is really great what's going on in France. He likes Bonaparte. Maybe he's a Bonapartist. Five seconds, just here. Remove that. Say whatever you like. And we're back.
And the Vicomte's way smarter than Pierre, basically kind of rips him to shreds. But Pierre doesn't really give up. And Anna is watching him do this. And she, remember I mentioned in the reading, she's horror struck by Pierre talking out of turn like this. He's not high enough in society, really, to be making these outlandish claims at the, uh, the Vicomte, right? Yeah, exactly. And Anna's like, what are you doing? This is crazy. But maybe she's also like, ooh, hello. Oh, like she, maybe she likes him speaking above his station. Mm, maybe she's interested by this, mm. excited even. That's not written anywhere, so she might not be. That's just your, yeah, you're, you're, you're reading it. And you're quite good at reading people, so, you know. Cheers, mate. <laughs> so maybe you've called it. Yeah. Uh, Prince Andrew is kind of like this weak little man. And the way he just kind of sides with bo- with everyone and no one. He gets bored halfway through and just leaves. I can't blame him, to be honest. And also, what's funny is all of these people are having this big kind of intense uh, discussion. You think there isn't anyone else in the room, but actually the dude's wives are just, I presume, standing there in silence. Seems to be a bit of a theme so far in the book. Just there's always a collection of women just stood in complete silence in these rooms. It'd be a weird film, but not a lot of speaking roles. Prince Andrew gets bored. He takes his wife, his silent wife, and they sod off. Pierre, <laughs> Pierre keeps going. And then up chirps Hippolyte. Up chirps. I like it. Up chirps. I'm going to start saying that. Yeah. Up chirps Will. And then up chirps Steve. Yes, Will. Up chirps Hippolyte, who for once isn't described as being disgustingly repulsively ugly. That's because we're supposed to know it, I suspect. If you don't know that now. Go back and listen, because he, he doesn't get a fair shakedown. Puckered. Puckered eyes. But Hippolyte um, basically wants to get involved in the conversation. I think he's far too stupid to um, understand the conversation that's just happened. Um, so he's just kind of been sat there in like s- silence, just staring at people and smiling. There's a lot of pressure, though, at these parties, it seems, to kind of try and make a name for yourself with with some clever thought or idea. You know, it's, it's like Dragon's Den. It's really intense. Yeah, you've got to like bide your time and once you once you see it the opportunity you've got to tell a story (laughs) you've really (laughs) got got to come in there with a great story that has a real strong strong moral point at its center so hippolyte wants to tell a story this is honest to god what happens next is mental i don't understand a word of what of what happens now i was told a charming moscow story today and must treat you to it now, he, he says he has to tell the story in Russian. He must. He must tell it in Russian. Okay. So he apologises to the Vicomte. I'm so I'm always so confused in this book what language they're talking in. Aren't they in Russia? Why aren't they talking in Russian? What language are they talking in? I don't know. I think they just talk in French pretty much all the time. We'll go with that. That's fine. I mean, I, I think maybe we'll find out later or if we did some background research or knew anything about the book. Yeah, we'd know then. Or history. Yeah, if we knew any of those three things. <laughs> so... Hippolyte starts to tell his story that he was so excited to tell. Like, he, he is honestly shaking. Like, he's been wanting to tell this story all night. There's a lady uh, in Moscow. Uh, she is very stingy. And she's okay. got some, like, uh, she's got two footmen behind her carriage. At this point, uh-huh. he, he laughs so hard, he just stops telling the story. Do you know when a joke, you're telling a joke and you know the punchline? <laughs> Um, yeah. And so he just cracks up halfway through. Overwhelms you. He, he's overwhelmed by how, and it really is important to stress this, he is overwhelmed by how funny his joke is going to be. <laughs> I want to hear it. Do we hear it? Uh, there's a lovely little quote here. Several persons, among them the elderly lady. Who's that? But the thing is, there are lots of old ladies. Could be the old aunt. She's in the, she's in the Venn diagram of old people at the party. Yeah, of old women that don't speak. 
Yeah, that don't have names and don't speak. <laughs> yeah. um, her and Anna give a nice little smile, like, it's okay, mate. I know this is embarrassing for everyone. We expected nothing less given how ugly you are. He could contain himself no longer and went on between gasps of laughter. So he, he gets the rest of the story out, genuinely almost not being able to breathe because he finds it so funny. It sounds awkward. It sounds like something from The Office. And honest to God, the point of the story is it's just a bit windy and I think it blows up her dress. That's it. <laughs> the, the dress the dress blew I was windy. <laughs> I, was down the, I was down the road earlier and... Um, Go on. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't believe it. It was it was uh, quite windy actually, <laughs> and um, <there's>, well, <laughs> do you know? In a way, we we're saying it's quite refreshing that Hippolyte isn't described as being really ugly in this chapter. But that's worse, isn't it? To be mentally ugly like that. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's no point in me or you trying to kind of weigh in on him because Tolstoy just absolutely ends him at the end of this chapter. Oh, right. He really does twist the knife. Oh, mate, he goes in. Though it was unintelligible why he had told it or why (laughs) it had to be told in Russian. Still, Anna and the others appreciated Prince Hippolyte's social tact in so agreeably ending Pierre's unpleasant and unamiable outburst. Oh, so that was preferable to, to the politics chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, fair enough. Everyone's overtired at this stage. Yeah, they will be by this stage. Oh, I mean, they're going to... Good luck trying to sleep now. No way, no way, no way. And look, I don't know what you take from this, but after that, Mm. um, everyone starts having a chat about what they're going to do next. Um, Theatricals, the next balls, who's going to attend, who's going to meet whom, so on and so forth. They're just planning their social calendar at the end of that. That's nice to see what a little map of the next few chapters. Balls, what else was else on the list? Theatricals. Oh, lovely. Who's going to meet whom, when and where. Okay. Are you sure this is war and peace, mate? Is it? it, it, it it's, <laughs> it's just a bunch of parties and chats, isn't it? Parties and chats. Parties. Tolstoy's parties and chats. Parties and chats. Mm. There you go. That was That was chapter five. It's the summary summary. Excellent. Well, well uh, summarized, good friend. Uh, well listened to and reacted to by you, good friend. Thank you. Thank you, good friend. <laughs> Most kind. Um, all right. So how's this going to work? Are you going to do a timer at your end or something on, on, the, on your phone or something like that? Let's do a little, <laughs> let's do a little dry run. Uh, it could be. 10 hours, 10 hours could be a bit too long, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Classic stuff. It happens every week. I love it. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. They can't get the phones to work very well. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, a little cheap. Little birdie cheap. Little chip, 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 chip. Okay. Right, mate. You ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one. Chapter 5, The Clash of Minds. Bonaparte, is he good or bad? What's going to happen to France? And oh my God, what a bad joke he told. <laughs> I actually didn't have enough stuff. I, I am shocked that you <laughs> finished before the timer. Well, did I then? Yeah. I finished at exactly the right time.
I'm stunned that you you had time left. But a lovely summary. Thank I think you. we're getting better at this. I mean, I do remember, was it your one last week was just absolutely impeccable. It was some of the finest summarising I've ever heard anywhere. And it was, I'm never going to forget it. And that's coming from a man who spends a lot of his time professionally summarising things yes. in 10 seconds. Yes, it's actually so true. Why would you trust anyone else's opinion over Steve's? You shouldn't. And, and I would uh, I would disregard anything else you hear. The clash of minds. God. Tolstoy will be proud. Tolstoy just <laughs> called it uh, chapter five. <laughs> okay. But uh, he, I think he'd like that title. I think he would. If he if he could be here now, he'd be pleased with us. He'd be writing though, wouldn't he? Yeah. Probably adding to it, the extended edition. Yeah, all the ideas we're coming up with for him and stuff. What do you think's coming next? Right. I think the party is... Flat out, 100% over. I'll, I'll put all of my name, my reputation on that. Okay. It's over. Okay. The party's over. We're not going to be at the party next week. It's, it's done. Party's done. Done. Kaput. Cleaning up. Oh, God. Maybe they would find that. That could be a way around it. Yeah. Big kind of tidying scene. But Ugh. no, but honestly, I think that they're way above cleaning up themselves. We're going to be mm-hmm. out in the countryside. We're going to be at some great breakfast place. Um, slapping trees or maybe we'll be like on the front lines oh really the b story wow the war story yeah okay we've got we've seen what we've got to lose i'm liking this i think it's going well i think we're doing a good job yeah um all right mate see you then People should get in touch. Oh, no, probably don't, actually. Yeah, no, do. Okay. You can go on our website, wapin7.com, W-A-P-I-N number seven dot com. Mm-hmm. Go on that. You can find all the latest episodes. You can find an email address to send us things. You can find our social media channels. You're listening already, so you subscribe to the podcast, but why not tell one friend about the podcast and get them to listen to one episode? Hmm episode the first I, I don't know maybe you could listen to it out of order i'd be interested to hear i don't think we have the authority to tell people what to do no live your own life yeah but get on the website um if you haven't subscribed what's wrong with you <laughs> come on all right here are the here are the here are the bad bits he must have such a strange life imagine just being like calmly woken up taken to led to the toilet and then someone just waits there with you for a bit. And then you do a pee and then just goes insane with praise, hugging you, like giving you money, just slapping you on the you back. Food, shoving food in your mouth. <laughs> just shoving a roast chicken in your mouth, like yeah, rubbing your hob face. Knobs, shoving hobnobs in your mouth. Like. And you're just like so overwhelmed with what's going on. And then you're just dragged straight back to bed yeah. and just forced to stay in it. And you're like, you know what? I will pee outside. Uh, we're talking about uh, potty training a dog, by the way. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. If it hasn't done it properly, I think we just put our microphones, laptops, hard drives in a big bathtub of acid yeah. and delete each other from yeah. um, our phones, <laughs> remove all digital yeah. kind of footprints of any data, anything. Just really, I'm going to go and live in a, in a tree or something like that. Yeah, don't tell me which tree. I'll probably be on the heath, but I won't tell you which tree on the heath. Or which heath. No, it could be any heath. Yeah, I know at least two heaths. Perfect, so that perfect. Will, and they're quite perfect, far away. Perfect. Don't look for me. No, I won't. I'll never look don't for look you again. For <laughs> <laughs> don't look Shouting for me. Shouting from the tree. I used to have a podcast.
<laughs> I used to. There was a technical problem.